We the GamerCast is powered by the You, Me, and Capri Patreon. We want to say thank you to some people starting with our Diamond Executive Producers, Slimer Snarf, Lee Navarro, and Jonathan Brown. Also, our Platinum Producer, Robbie Bobby Miller. And then to our Gold Level Patrons like James Johnson, Jean Kay, Skinny Matt, Ashley Nicholson, Aaron Gropper, Trucker Sloth, Argo, Ryan Turford, Egg Shen, and Sony for Life. Thank you everyone for all of your support. John Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play every single Monday. Patrons get it first, they get it on Fridays. Thank you for listening and subscribing and for rating the show on Apple Podcasts and for telling a friend, telling your mom, uh, everybody else, you tell your grandma. Maybe your grandma listens to podcasts. Maybe she doesn't even know what a podcast is. This would be a great place to start because if you're new, grandma listener, <laughs> here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger and actually these days, Lately, it's been a friend from the internet. We talk about life and video games and a bunch of stuff. And if Grandma, you want to be on the show, tweeted me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And there's chances are, if you are a grandma, you know who you are. Maybe one of the only listeners who knows who Sean Connery even is. I feel like that's a reference that is completely out of time. I grew up with Sean Connery. I'm named. I, I legit. Like I, I, my, my grandma, what, speaking of grandmas, my grandma told me that my dad was particularly fond of Sean Connery back in the eighties. And that's, uh, that's where my name comes from. So, uh, I try to say like, that's how you spell it. Like, not like, um, or Sean Bean, Bean, I think is, is maybe another Sean that maybe, but not Sean Desmond, not like that Sean. Uh, there's, there's plenty of other Sean's out there that is not spelled like, but, uh, Guys, <laughs> weird night, man. Uh, we're, we're coming around to the, the middle of summer. Back to school sales are coming back. So now's a good time to get all your computer stuff in case you're, in case you're wondering. Uh, it's sort of like Black Friday. Back to school for computer parts, for monitors, for laptops and stuff. I'm all set with my laptop, my laptop, and I couldn't be more excited. Just like I couldn't be more excited for today's amazing conversation with Hoshue Ponce, who we'll get to in just a second. He also has a, uh, I, am totally saying that like a, like an English, like I, I, I said it wrong, Hoshue, and I'm sorry. You'll hear how Hoshue says his name at the very end of the conversation, but we'll get to that in just a second. I want to, um, if you guys missed last week, shout out to Jarmar, man. Holy crap. Last week's conversation with Jarmar, uh, Jarmar Games from Why Are You a Gamer is so awesome. We cover everything from his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys collection to why it's so important for him to be a great dad for his, um, yet to be born son and so i just man this show continues to inspire me hopefully it inspires you guys it energizes you hopefully it's a little bit different every single week i'm just amazed at like the different voices that come on the show and the different perspectives and the different topics that we can talk about today we go over a whole bunch of stuff and it is going to be particularly interesting to a lot of you who i know are creating content um, who want to get into it. Maybe you're just starting out or maybe you've been at it for a little while. Uh, we talk about um, kind of like the business end of content creation, but try to have a little bit of fun with that side of things as well. And I just, you know, before we jump into it, I just want to talk a little bit about um, Edwin Callow, 
number one, always showing support for the show and uh, always tweeting, always showing support and love. Um, I see you, Edwin. Thank you so much, man. And also quick shout out to Chris Berto. Uh, man, if you're listening, I hope you're doing okay, man. Holy cow. It's been a, it's been a year. Um, I just want you to know that, uh, as I reached out to you, I just also want all of us to come around you, my friend, Sergeant Bones. Holy cow. Hope you're doing okay, my friend. And that's why I, (laughs) I just really like doing this show as challenging as everything is getting. And I know a lot of us are, are struggling, struggling right now. Um, (laughs) there seems to be this pandemic that's a bit of a downer this year. This show energizes me. And I talk about this almost like week in, week out of Mondays are generally when I record the show, when I record uh, the conversation side of it anyways. And, you know, Mondays are a thing. They're, they're, they're tough to get started, uh, the week. Hopefully, um, they're energizing for you guys as you listen to them as they drop on Mondays onto the free feeds. Fridays, of course, for patrons, patreon.com slash you make a free. But I am, I am never, I like it never ceases to amaze me that a conversation with some stranger or friend from the internet can completely just revitalize me, man. And it's, I, I totally encourage everybody to reach out to somebody, talk to somebody, cause this is like, this is scheduled time for me. This is part of just my routine. This just seems to be like what I do now. It's just part of, it's a set behavior. Um, but I encourage everybody, if, if you find that this might be helpful, just to reach out and talk to somebody like, I don't know, man, it's, it definitely helps me and whatever it takes for any of us to, to get through, just have a conversation, man, jump on a game, chat with somebody, do something. And I just hope that whatever it is, you guys all discover the thing that, that brightens you, that uplifts you, that creates energy for yourself and gets you through all this, this crazy, crazy year. And I got to say, man, we're not making it any easier for ourselves over on, on Twitter and the social media. So um, one way that I've been trying to battle this side of things is is to find a content creator, find somebody that I enjoy online, find somebody that I just like want to appreciate and just say it like something like I, I have a lot of appreciation. I have a lot of gratitude for things that people make and that they share, but I don't always vocalize this in my my one-to-one my personal life as well as uh as online so i encourage everybody let's make let's make internet let's make the twitter let's make all the things a little bit better let's reach out to a creator or two or somebody that you appreciate let's tell them that they're great tell them that they're awesome and to keep going because i can't remember who was saying it um but somebody made a profound statement just of how little encouragement most of us get and this is not a this is not a me cry for help or anything, but I'm just I feel like for anybody listening, anybody who just like hears that and thinks about when was the last time that somebody actually encouraged you that recognized that you do something cool, interesting, that's challenging to you that like you could probably brush aside or that you could it'd be easier to quit all those things. When was the last time that somebody like encouraged you? I want like if if this means anything to you, I, I want you to know that like. I am so grateful for you to be listening to this and also that whatever you're after, keep at it, man. Keep going with it. And I appreciate you for everything that you're bringing to this space, to your life, to the, to the people around you. It matters. So I just, I don't know where I, where I'm going with this other than to say, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for listening. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, with that, let's get into an energizing conversation with my very good friend, Hoshwe Ponce. He's the editor-in-chief and community manager for NIN Mobile News, AC Pocket News, and NIN Crossing. I'm lucky to call him a friend. Here he is, Hoshwe Ponce.
I think the last time that we actually like chatted longer than just like a quick Twitter thing was at E3. Was, was last year, man. Yeah, it was a while. Dude, that was that was honestly like I don't know, like the whole time it was very it was very new. E3 was very new and like crazy and I didn't know like anybody. And then I bumped into you and I was like I don't know. It was just, it felt like we'd done that before. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like we'd sat yeah. down, just kind of caught up for a bit and found each other in a crowd of, like, thousands of people as well. So It was a virtual thing, you know? Like, it was it was definitely great to have you and your friends here. Like, it was just cool to interact with the two of you guys and just see what's up, you know? Like, it, it, it's it's one of these things where, you know, we, some, some of us, we meet online mm-hmm. and then... Like now meeting in person, it's a whole different dynamic, but definitely, I could say it definitely felt really natural to meet you in person. Yeah, man. And I mean, you're a chill guy, you're really cool, and like you're kicking butt. I'm seeing all the stuff you're doing with, you know, Xbox Canada, and I think it's really exciting. Like you're moving places, and I'm, I'm like, hey. Well, honestly, though, and the one thing, the, I think I've taken a lot of advice that you've given me, but the one thing I never really did was to go onto YouTube. <laughs> there was one time it was like, okay, man, you got to get on the YouTube. I'm like, I just could, I've still not really figured out how to do it. And I, I feel like this is, this is the niche like this for me, this just feels perfect. Like just to do the podcasting, whether or not, like I'm probably limiting myself. I'm probably like not able to grow as much as some other people, but like, this just feels like. I don't know. I don't have to worry about anything else. I don't have to worry about video breaking down or anything like that. I mean, I, I think that in a way has changed kind of like my point of view in the last few years and stuff too, just because, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like in a way kind of just like, I've also come to a place where it's kind of just like where you feel at home. And yeah. If this is what you feel home, like stay there. If that's what you love doing. Cause neither do you want to make it feel like you're overworking yourself or it feels like work. If it's yeah. something that you can pick up, you know, doing for fun and whatever, and that's your passion go for it yeah no one's telling you there's no wrong or right way of doing this what do you think really is what do you think of like what's going on in youtube these days like is it as good a place as it once was or is it sort of like have we reached is it possible for us to reach like a saturation point with any of this content stuff i feel like it's crowded i I feel like it's overcrowded now now i feel like you know obviously the big shift is a lot of people are going more towards like the streaming side of things so Mm -hmm. obviously with twitch and sort of like youtube gaming and well in this case also facebook gaming considering that mixer is gone yeah it's sort of like everyone is trying to sort of like go there and i've seen a lot of stuff sort of like during the quarantine days like a lot of the equipment that i have i could not actually find it because everyone's like fuck we're gonna go stream now. <laughs> like a, a basic like oh god a capture card and mind you i had this for a while now but mm-hmm. like a capture card you couldn't find it uh key lights you cannot find green screens you cannot find like normal stuff like uh, just anything that you can be considered streaming everyone was looking for it no kidding yeah i think this is where where it's gonna go now where i feel like a lot of people are gonna sort of like shift here and sort of see how it works and you know it's really like a free-for-all when like some of these platforms start opening up and just sort of like testing the waters i mean twitch has been here forever but Mm -hmm. in terms of like facebook (laughs) gaming youtube gaming it's still uncharted territory really it's so funny that you say twitch has been here forever because i can remember like going to comic-con in new york city and seeing twitch have a booth and like this was maybe i think 2012 i think i went to to comic-con then and i didn't i i've heard it i'd heard of twitch but i didn't really know what it was and it's like within eight years it's like not really sure what it is to okay i understand what it is why would anybody want to watch somebody else play video game (laughs) to i gotta get in on this and i gotta create my schedule and like my my alerts and everything get completely Uh, sucked into it man like it's it's been quite a journey for a lot of us kind of creating content i think it it has and things are constantly shifting things are constantly changing and 
I mean, it really like if you're not moving with the wave here, you're just in the back seat, just really not taking it in and kind of just moving with the industry. Like the industry is going digital for the most mm-hmm. part. How are how are you being able to stay on top of everything? Like what do you what do you do to sit? Because you got like you've got a couple things going on. You got are you still mm-hmm. you're still doing your Animal Crossing podcast? You just launched well, it like what number so, one or right. two? Yeah, it was crazy. Like, so quarantine has fucked us up a little bit. Like, we're trying to get back in the rhythm. Like, I kid you not. We had a decent rhythm, and then, like, quarantine hit, and then, like, fuck. So, oh, as far man. as, yeah, it, it sucked because it was, it, was, it was building traction, and I was like, fuck, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were getting it. Like, the first time around that we did it, when we first, first launched it, it was kind of just, like, testing waters, trying to figure it out, where it wasn't, like, this awkward thing of talking. Because yeah. one thing is, like, you and I talking right now. Like, and this is, like, normal, comfortable talking. Yeah. But as far as, like, you know that you're recording yourself, like, with another person who you happen to know, who happens to be a family member, and you're recording a podcast together, the dynamic between, like, we're cousins, but now we're changing it to, like, people don't think we're weird totally. kind of thing is, like, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we were doing good. Uh, we're trying to get back into it. As far as everything else that I'm currently doing, you know. Wait, wait, wait. I, I want to pause on the I want to, because you, you said you're doing it with your cousin. How did that come up? Like, yeah. how did you determine that that's what you wanted to do? So my cousin and I, we've always been really tight. Like if anything, I'd say that they're or like we should have been brothers in a way. Like it's it. weird that we're not, but like we are definitely like super <laughs> tight. Like he calls me out on my bullshit and I comment on his bullshit. Like yeah. it is what it is. And we have that relationship where we can really have like genuine conversations. And for the most time, like we were always kind of just like, we should really record a podcast because these are really good, interesting conversations that people should be having and mm-hmm. they're not having. And I was like, you know, fuck it let's do it and then we sort of like went into it we talked a little bit more or less about like our history with nintendo Mm -hmm. and it sort of grew there uh and sort of like with all the communities and everything that i built throughout the years everything sort of like uh intertwined with each other and sort of like we're like creating all these different communities so they're like a hybrid of everything but really i mean for the most part our cousin my cousin and i we've always been big nintendo fans so that's Mm -hmm. really how it started yeah when was uh so when like this is the bobby paul's question like what was your first animal crossing game like what was your first introduction to animal crossing uh it was actually on the gamecube yeah uh yeah so it was one of those where like we were finding pre-owned games on GameStop because like you know as a kid i was probably like eight or ten or whatever mm-hmm. i'd have a lot of money or whatever my dad did not want to pay a lot of money so it's kind of just like kid hey, just find any of the games that are pre-owned and just get it yeah uh, so what are the chances have, right right like it just <laughs> it was that it was fake because yeah man so i picked up animal crossing not really knowing much what it was to my surprise it was actually really fun because as a kid like i was always very sheltered so i wasn't able to go to friends houses i wasn't able to like go out or whatever do the things that kids did or like sleepovers so dude i was just thinking like what was the big deal about sleepovers some kids it was like they would sleep over without even asking a parent my parents were like no way if you're gonna have a sleepover you have to set that up (laughs) like two months in advance and then like look forward to it i don't know what the big deal about sleepovers was I was having that conversation with my brother actually two days ago and we were talking about it. And it was kind of just like, and, and it goes with different parents have different ways of thinking and whatnot. Some are a little bit more flexible in that sense. And some are kind of just like, no, I need to meet the parents. I well need to said. know what they're doing. Like, well said. Like, yeah. it, it, it really depends on each person. So in my case, you know, in the family that I grew up with, like for the most part, my mom was always like, no, like you have to be very focused. You have to be very disciplined. Yeah. You're not going out. You know, you can have friends in school, but let that be school after school. You you know, mm-hmm. you have homework, you have this and this, whatever. My dad was the same way. So it was kind of just like, you know, we were very much like immigrants to the country, too. So it wasn't really like 
we were still trying to figure things out. We didn't want to get in trouble, whatever. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to like mess with the wrong people. I mean, not that there isn't, but it's just they were really overprotective of us. Mm. So, yeah, no, I, I didn't have any sleepovers. I played Animal Crossing and I kid you not, I met different personalities in the game and it yeah. sort of like exposed me to there isn't one way of thinking. There are several ways of thinking and there's several people in, with different personalities and they all want something very different. So it started fair. And then, you know, as I started getting older and more consoles came out, you know, it sort of like built on like, oh, I remember playing this game on the GameCube. Oh, it's coming out for the Wii, for the, you know, the Switch or whatever. So it's yeah. kind of just like, that's how it started. That's crazy, man. Well, I want to, I want to touch back on, you, you mentioned your parents were immigrants to the country. Where are they from originally? So we're all from Honduras. So we're from Honduras. So we are definitely kind of far away from here, if anything. Yeah. So we all migrated. <laughs> mm -hmm. We all migrated here. I grew up here, you know, since I was three. So pretty much yeah. I've lived all my life here. Uh, sometimes I feel bad saying that because like I'm like, I should know more about my home country, but I don't. Right. Like, I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know who the president is. I have no idea what shit is going there. <laughs> like, I have no clue. Like, I'm more concerned <laughs> on like our current president. And I'm yeah. just like, right. So. You guys can like, come on one one more just one more rung up, you know, just come on up to Canada. <laughs> you, but where did you end up though? Because you were in Florida for a while. You were moving around for a bit, weren't you? Did you were you moving around? I'm not sure what the heck was going on. I was on. moving around, so that's my life. I moved. Yeah. So for the most part, you know, I once I was 18, once I got a job and whatever, and sort of like the paperwork situations sort of like figured itself out. Yeah. All those years that I didn't get that flexibility of like, you can do this, you can do that. I kind of just like, you know what? I have my money now. I can do what I want. So mm -hmm. I'm going to travel, enjoy the world, get to know me, not Man. in an environment where like I'm secluded. Like, I love I'm it. like I was kind of just like, I need to figure myself out and I need to yeah. put myself in different people's situations and just meet different people and see how I react. Like I wanted to explore the world. Uh, so from 18 onwards i was traveling between miami new york i went to la to phoenix arizona so i was there constantly just traveling just figuring things out i mean i traveled very often and it was cool because i mean for the most part you know it taught me really how to like fend for yourself you know it's not yeah. like your mom and dad are like buying you shit like it's kind of just like no 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 <laughs> like you want your stuff you want your food yeah. you gotta go work for it so i have that liberty like fortunately with like my job that i can work remotely and mm -hmm. it's weird because like even with you know the whole quarantine situation like it sort of works itself out like a lot of people are like man it sucks to work at home i get that but i will say like i feel like i wasn't super affected by it just because i was already accustomed to working in a very like remote place or just at home yeah so that's what happened like i was always able to work i was always able to travel and like just explore but as long as i did my job and whatever i was still fine so luckily i've worked there for six years yeah i graduated and i'm here today what kind of things have you, were you doing to like i don't know if, if like paying the bills is really the way to put it if you're so nomadic like is it paying the bills or just like making sure you got a place to stay like what what kind of like time frame were you living at like were you living like okay i've just got to figure out what the day is like or is it like kind of, am i a week at a time did you have kind of a sense of what the next three months were ever like because i am fascinated by that lifestyle like i'm so completely opposite but i just have like this chelsea and i were just talking about that we went uh went away this weekend to um british columbia beautiful part of canada and we're just mm -hmm. like what would it be like if we had like multiple lives to like do that for a little bit and then i talked to somebody like you and it's just like you've lived like that time 17 different lives in different <laughs> places so like how does that how do you function in that lifestyle 
you know, it, it comes with uh, luck in the sense of like, you know, my parents still love me, right? And like, <laughs> send you money? If I, <laughs> no, they don't. No, no lifelines? No, 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 no. It's kind of just like, kid, if you ran out, go back home. It's yeah, fine. Like, yeah. they're still bad for you. So it's still so a it's safe kind of, risk. Right, exactly. So it's kind of just like, you know, I, at that time I was still playing it by ear and I was like, all right, like, I can lease an apartment for like two, three months and like, okay. I know. That I'm fine. So it's like very short term commitments where I'm like, it gives me enough time to sort of like look around the city, figure things out a little bit, kind of mm-hmm. just move and change within the environment that I'm in. And, you know, it's different parts of the world that I'm technically in. And I'm just exploring that. And when I was in New York, I was there for about a year or so. Mm-hmm. And I was changing apartments every two to three months. And it was mostly because oh my gosh. I. Yeah. But it wasn't too much of a struggle other than like, the times that either you needed to get like a subway or like a train, essentially. And mm-hmm. like you'd have to bring your luggage and stuff or you would have to literally drag it by hand walking. That was only the like the most painful like moments. And sometimes I took Ubers because I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to like go <laughs> whole New York drag my stuff. Like I was just like, there's no way. But like. I was in a lot of different groups for like actors and stuff and some actors okay. at the time like you know were doing off-Broadway shows or they were like already doing a lot of different productions around the city so for the most part some of them couldn't necessarily stay there so I you know I messaged a few people and I was like all right like you need someone to sublease your apartment for two to three months great I'll do it I'm happy to you know stay here or whatever so I mean it was that like I was very much staying there until they came back once they came back you know I was like yeah well, gotta go gotta go to the next one and from there, that, that's kind of just like, it. yeah, that was it. I love how, like, casual are, you are about this, because if I were to manage to, like, pull off one of these moves, like, let alone, like, city to city, but, like, from place to place, I would be like, I did it. Like, it would be this huge deal. I'd write a book about it. I would just make this big production out of it because it would be just this this huge thing. Like, it, like I'm looking at you right now. You've got all your Amiibo collection and everything. I imagine that, like, as you're moving from place to place, like, you don't have things like that like i imagine you're like you're having to kind of almost live out of a live out of a suitcase almost like a backpack type of situation very much so like i live in my own apartment now so like i live i don't live with my parents anymore uh so quarantine sort of like did that to me where i was Mm kind of just like you know i I was very did make you stay put is that what you mean like you kind of like now you're settling in okay like now I'm settling it. Not that I want to, because like we'll yeah. tell you that if I ever get the opportunity to kind of like go back <laughs> to that lifestyle, this is all going. <laughs> oh, for real? For real? Yeah, I'm that type of person that I don't mind. Like this is all cool and all, and yeah, this all costs money. Like don't get, don't get me wrong, but like I will take my for my own personal expense of like happiness and stuff. Yeah, this can all go, and I'm <gasps> comfortable with that. Dude, you got like the microphone everybody wants. All the like, you got all the yarn emo- y- Yoshi. You got Mario cereal. You got all the things. You just sell it. Like, is that like just offload it in some way? We'll put it like in probably a rent like a storage facility. Like, okay. what is important? So, like my gaming PC, I'll probably take that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the key lights, I'll take. Like some of the important stuff that I know, like my camera <laughs> for sure, I'll take. Yeah. But everything else, it's kind of just like, well, either we'll share it between the families and whatever, and see where that goes. If mm-hmm. not, rent a storage facility. For who knows how long until I either come back or I officially fully settle in where I'm like, I don't see myself moving anymore. What would that take for know. you to like finally settle in? Like what? Like, I can't imagine it, man. You seem like you have like this I inertia. Can't. It's just going to take you somewhere. Yeah. So I think, you know, because my parents so much kind of like 
messed me up in that way where they were super overprotective and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it built this inner frustration where I was like, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. Like yeah. in a weird yeah. way. Like I knew I was like going through school and like whatever. And I was doing that. But I just didn't feel like I was moving. I wasn't progressing. And sometimes for me, like being stagnant in one place was the most frustrating thing. Mm. So like during quarantine, like I was stuck with my parents and, you know, like every other family, you know, for the most part, we're all sort of like going through this thing where it's kind of just like we are not accustomed to being with each other for that long. Most people (laughs) have a day job and like, yeah, yeah, like like they're not accustomed to that. So like for the most part, like having my mom, my brother. My dad was still working. My dad has been working all quarantine, but I was already accustomed to working at home and having all these people sort of like meshing in and, you know, the clashes that people have because mm-hmm. everyone's sort of annoyed. I was like, I got to go. And yeah. I was like, I left, you know. Very and you much. know how? Like, it's not even like yeah. you got to go and you're like, I don't know what to do next. You're like, I, what do you fly or like take a bus or what? No, like in two weeks, I moved out. Like, I was like, cool, oh, wow. let me find. Yeah. And mind you, this was like, uh, this is moving in quarantine time. So, this was very different from like anyone else who has ever like moved out. Like, mm-hmm. not even my siblings knew how this would work. But essentially, I did a lot of virtual tours of apartments. And that was sort of weird. It's kind of just like, you know, most apartments and most places that you would go to, right? You would look at the place first and then kind of like see whether or not you like it yeah. they would send me just like videos on like my iphone and tell me okay what do you think of it and it's kind of just like you have to make a good decision and hope that it is what you want and then do that but yeah i was so keen on making sure that i moved out doesn't matter how bad the place looked i just wanted to have my own space luckily i live in a very nice place but i just needed to move and that's my thing i just for the most part i will always find myself moving from one place to another just because I like discovering different things about me in different places. And it's just, I like that. Like, I like feeling like I'm going and meeting different people all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't like to stay put in one place. Dude, it's it's absolutely fascinating. And I love to see it. Is there a place you kind of got next, uh, like uh, might, where you might want to go? Or is there a thing that you want to do next? Like, how do you, how are you able to do that, but still like maintain a lot of the things that you're maintaining? Like the, the communities that you've built are still, like vibrant and still happening and you're yet you're always moving on to the next thing like how are you able to draw that balance no sleep (laughs) (laughs) fair enough no sleep yeah okay like you know it comes with the risk and i i I joke around with my brother at all the time like i'm like i love living this bougie life of like enjoying (laughs) life not really worrying about it but it comes with the work and you know for the most part like I just to put things into perspective on how sometimes how busy my schedule can be and like not to say that no one's ever busy, but like my mornings start really early. Like mm-hmm. I will wake up anywhere from seven to nine in the morning for the most part. And I probably already slept two to three in the morning, you know, that same day working and doing stuff. So essentially it consists of literally waking up, going to the gym directly from the gym, you know, getting showered and getting ready to start working. My work day is literally my normal day job work day. It can be anywhere from 70 to hours from there in between. I'm working on my community stuff. I'm doing like vocal classes and, you know, singing classes and learning the pianos. I go and I do things and I'm constantly just needing a lot. I have a lot of things on my plate. So it's kind of just like, there isn't really a lot of time to waste. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, I have a big dream. So I got to do it and whatever I need to do, it's just, I will do it and whatever. Like I'm not afraid of it. I want to go at it and just do it. So it just really, it's kind of just like dedication and no sleep. Like that's well, what it let, is. let's jump into that because I wanted to, as you were talking about all the different places you were going and all the things you wanted to do, what's coming up next. I'm like, okay, so what is like, there's gotta be something central and core to like this drive. Like what is, you mentioned you got big dreams. Like what are your big dreams, man? 
performing. So I've always loved singing. I've always liked acting. I was like just sort of like the arts. It always yeah. was the thing that I always loved. Um, so, so ever since I was five, you know, I was already put into like singing classes. So I took singing classes for like forever. And, you know, there was this big disconnect from like high school and like sort of like now just because of like work reasons and just stuff where I kind of lost track as to like what I really wanted to do. And this yeah. also came with the traveling, too, because it's like, you know, you meet people and this is going to we're going to get real deep real quick. But what happened when we're talking is, about dreams? What are the chances of that? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So uh new york let's put new york in like perspective so you know it's the city that never sleeps right so for the most part there are a lot of people that go there because they have big dreams and big passions for the most part you know if you want to get into like theater or just musical theater for the most part or just Mm -hmm. even acting in general that's where you would go sure so like there are a lot of people that you'll meet that unfortunately don't necessarily look eye to eye to you and that's okay but sometimes they're out for something against you or whatever. And you just need to really fend for yourself. Like it's one of these things where if you have a dream, you just have to consistently stay like driven to what you want to do and just don't lose track. And like, I know that in the time that I was sort of figuring things out, I met a lot of people, a lot of good people, a lot of people up there. Um, but for sure, I know that a lot of those people, unfortunately, they're really out to like get people like new talent. They don't really give a fuck about them for the most mm-hmm. part. They're just like, strike them away in the most wrong direction. And in my case, like I always came from family that was also not necessarily in the mindset of like, this is not an actual job, like performing right. is not an actual job. Right. Uh, they would always tell me like, look, you're better off getting a degree just because, you know, no one really survives or does really well, like in the scene. And I'm sort of like paving my own way in my own family, sort of like in this, none of my family members really went distraction. It's kind of just like, I need to do it for my own self. Uh, but performing has always been something that I love, like singing, writing. I always like love writing songs. And if anything, I always grab my phone. I have like my voice and memos. And sometimes I hear rhythms, melodies, and then lyrics come. So I always write them. Uh, and like I started tr- doing like piano classes very recently just because like I'm sort of like, fuck it. If I'm hearing all this shit and I'm writing this shit down, mm-hmm. let me put this into like, let me write it. Let me actually know how to fucking play an instrument and just get into sort of like the producing side of things and just start building my shit and just build that sort of like following of like, let's get into the the music grind as far as acting, you know, I've done acting all my life as well. So it's sort of like right now I'm sort of like focusing the music side of things and then sort of like, hopefully at one point I'll get to like the acting too. And if I can do the two, I'll be very happy. But that is like my drive as far as the specific location, though, as to where I'll end up in terms of like a physical, physical location, city, yeah, or whatever, yeah. I don't know. It depends. Like the industry for the most part is changing. I think quarantine has really messed up like sort of the entertainment business as a whole. Yeah. Uh, just because. Who are you performing no, in front of? That's the that's the issue, right? It's kind of just like, who are you performing? You know, sure, you can release albums digitally, whatever, and maybe mm-hmm. even like physically, but like the retails and stuff. But it's kind of just like. I feel like the entertainment business as a whole is going to go through massive shift as yeah. to how they're doing these performances and whether or not that's sort of going to be a thing just because we don't know what's going to happen after COVID. I don't want to be like weird or anything like that, but it's just yeah. like we don't know like how this is going to play out. There are a lot of people who are affected by the situation. And in terms of just stadiums opening and stuff like that for live performances or just venues or whatever, yeah, it's difficult to say like when that will happen. Like, it's just there's so many people who are affected and, you know, we don't want to put people in a place where they're going to get contaminated. 
Well, and I feel like some industries like are a little bit hit more immediately than others where like like restaurants, for example, close immediately, like schools close immediately, things like that. But the entertainment industry, I think, is in- interesting because like we're still getting things that were like pre-recorded. They're still kind of like landing at during yeah. the time of quarantine. But like nothing is nothing is being recorded right now. Like all the shows that you think would be coming like TV shows would be coming out in the fall. Nothing is getting recorded. Nobody's like doing anything right now. So it's going to be like this delayed kind of ripple yeah. when we finally yeah. realize that like nobody's been creating entertainment, which to me, like, I don't know if this is a direction you want to take this, but like, doesn't that shift it right back to YouTube, Twitch, like where, are, cause people it, need mm-hmm. to be entertained, right? Like yeah. it's, and, and people who are, uh, in sort of, um, essential workplaces, they're finding, like, even if they're in, like a home hardware store or home, like a, like a Lowe's or something, people like they need to consume. I'm finding this totally fascinating yeah. where like sections, huge sections of the economy are shut down. People find ways to spend. They find ways to like consume entertainment and everything. So it yeah. creates like, new that whatever the next thing is going to be it's like it's happening kind of right now while a lot of other things are just dying off it seems and that's what it seems right like yeah like going back to your point of like the digital aspect of it where it's like youtube and stuff so i was looking at the bet awards like this year and what they did was these quote-unquote live performances were all pre-recorded performances so that's one way of where i guess the industry could go in the route of like award shows or just in general like just getting content out but it will all be very digital so i mean i feel like when it comes to like artists or in general like it's going to really push like a big push for like digital content Mm -hmm. and just sort of like building on that so i mean if youtube is the thing People will still do like music videos, but I'm assuming they'll take certain precautions in terms of distance and just how that will all work. And, you know, people probably will get on Twitch and they'll do like live streams of either them doing, you know, their performances live, playing a piano or whatever. Like I've seen a bunch of people do like me too. Yeah. So I feel like that's where we where we may end up in terms of like for now. If I mean, hopefully in like two years, three years, we'll go back to like quote unquote normalcy in that sense. But I feel like that's what's going to happen. And I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people are going to need to adapt to that because, I mean, this is already creating a platform for people who may not have been discovered before where, you know, like, you know, people are what you're saying. They're needing to consume content. They're needing consumption of anything in terms Mm -hmm. of just new or just in general, just they want to be part of something. So this is opening the doors for those people. And if, I mean, if we get out of the situation, you know, they already created a platform for themselves. They already have a following. If they want to go indie or if they want to go get signed by a label that at that point, that is their option. Mm -hmm. If that's what they want to end up doing, you know, but we have to play it by ear. And at least for me, I'm just very much in the training process. I kind of just don't want to go too heavily into like getting there yet, just because I feel like I need to spend a few years working on my craft and going at it. I love that, man. Well, you are, you've always been very disciplined, very purposeful in everything that you do, which I think is incredible. And I always love seeing it. What are some of like the, wait, I'm going to take one step back. When you talked about your, your day job, is it still, I've always kind of had like this, like, I think I understand like what you do, but I'm not really sure (laughs) because it is influence, influencer, content creator related, right? Like, are you coaching people? Are you identifying talent? Like, what are you, what are you doing with dumb dumbs like me? And so my, my job. Sure, I should really say cool. other people are definitely dumb dumbs like uh, me. No, no, I'm no, the dumb dumb. No, you're not dumb. I'll back. No. I'll walk that back a little bit. We're all dumb dumbs in the in the grand scheme of things. Uh, no. So essentially, I work with you know 
uh, pretty much I work with a marketing agency that very much aligns and creates with like brands. Uh, we pretty much do partnerships with brands to like create like influencer programs, either through an affiliate basis or just in general, just sort of like an upfront basis. So essentially we work with a lot of brands to create like digital content uh, for obviously digital marketing purposes. So essentially I'm my, my job, if anything, consists of like always finding new talent, finding new creators to work with, aligning them with the brand, working with the brand, with the creator to create content from there, obviously building that relationship and just consistently working with them on building, you know, a strong relationship with all the other clients that we may have. So my job is really, I don't want to say like the middleman, but essentially I am the middleman of the two where it's mm-hmm. kind of just like content needs to be created. The brand wants something, the creator wants something. I have to, you know, be that person to pretty much let what each side wants to know or, you know, what they want to do and yeah. just make it all happen. So it's a uh, it's an interesting type of job because you know I'm always finding different types of creators. I'm very much exposed to content for the most part, so I'm always seeing how the industry shifts or in general how content is shifting. So I'm always seeing how that even works out and just obviously building strategic sort of like ideas and just content ideas that can hopefully work for like the different like uh, initiatives that we're doing uh, for that specific brand. Yeah, uh, but it, it takes a lot of work to like find the talent negotiate go through the whole process of getting them to know what they need to know getting that content out to be the way the brand wants it getting it all you know published and seeing how that you know pretty much works out in long play of like whether or not the brand you know did as much as they wanted to do with that specific ad or just in general with that specific uh, piece of content so that is like it has to be brand new because twitch as we had talked about before and like i imagine that that's kind of what you're talking about is like mainly like streaming and video like people on youtube things like that like it's that is all pretty new like even just the notion of like creating content then you layer on this whole notion of like working with creators and brands like that job is also very new so it's not even like you can really look to anybody who's like who's this seasoned vet who's in like this kind of industry like are there any tiebacks to other other types of entertainment industries or is this like completely like bleeding edge what you're doing in terms of like partnering people up with with brands it's got to have some sort of historical tiebacks to other types of marketing as well though yeah, I feel like it goes sort of like towards the standard of like normal digital marketing where pretty much, you know, people are creating ads. Essentially, when we work with creators or just influencers, you know, we may have them do like ad spots for specific, you know, types of content that will either go on YouTube or just, you know, other platforms. So either it's sort of like organically integrated within their content or we may do what we call mm. like a media buyout where, you know, some of these ads that you see on YouTube, some of these influencers that, you know, you see them doing like these product reviews or whatever that you may see like in a 15 second ad, like we sort of like do those sort of like marketing purposes where we will do a buyout out of the content that they may have created for their specific content. So does that mean they just, they, they make content that they like can't monetize like through YouTube. So you buy out whatever money that they would be getting through YouTube. You just pay that out essentially. Depending like, on what the brand is sort of like, you know, looking for some of the creators that we work with, or at least the brands that we work with, we may do like what we call like a CPA deal, essentially, where, you know, they're making commission, they're earning commission based off sort of like working with that specific brand. Some of them may be right. just upfront buys, depending on like the creator and like what we know that they do and sort of like how well it aligns with the brand where we will do a media buyout where it's only specifically just for them to make that specific ad or that specific type of content where they won't earn anything in back. But as you know, we're very much paying them up front just to literally create that specifically for us. So kind of just like that sort of like goes in terms of like what I do. It goes on both sides from a partnership standpoint of like, you know, them earning commission and obviously maximizing that with them and just working with creators very closely and just doing that or just doing these 
media buyouts essentially where we're creating specific ads for specific brands and mm-hmm. we're working with the creator themselves to like build and create that content either on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram and all the other different platforms that may exist. So what is your measure for when things like are working? Is it as simple as like views or like um, likes or things on Instagram? Like what are your how do you know when something's like actually moving the needle? Because it seems like it would just be a little bit of guesswork. Uh, it's so it tends to be, you know, not to go too crazily into sort of like what it does, but essentially obviously engagement is something very big that when it comes to like creators and that's how most people sort of like go for like creators or at least how we do outreach essentially for creators. It all depends on sort of like their engagement, their content, their likeness, you know, how brand safe are they, you know, mm-hmm. whether or not they align with the specific brand. brand. Safe, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like brand safety nowadays is a very big thing because cancel culture is also a very big thing too. So it's also like, you know, brands also take that into account where they want to make sure that the creators brand safe, they don't have this negative history or this controversial type history where it may affect the brand one way or another, just because they may have been partnered with the brand or have been affiliated with the brand at a certain point. So, you know, we all look into that and we deep dive through all these different creators just to make make sure that all those check off when it comes to the publication of that specific ad or that specific piece of content, you know, it depends really on how much sales really is being generated from that specific ad. You know, some of these creators uh, will have like specific links. We're very much, you know, sort of like doing what we like essentially like a tracking link. It essentially tells how much that ad is doing or at least how well it's converting in terms of just the performance of, you know, that specific initiative with that specific brand. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to it, really. It's not one or the other. It's very dependent on what the brand needs specifically at that time or just if it's something as simple as like, hey, look, I think you did a really good job. I think we can work on this thing and like we'll do a buyout where, you know, you're just creating an ad for us and it goes from there. What are do you think like what are some of the bigger like changes that you've seen over the last like maybe year or two? Like and where do you think things are going on that front? Because the reason I ask that question is it it seems kind of interesting to me that you know, for years and years as somebody who's read IGN and been in the comments section for IGN and things and gaming sites like that, where people are going, the reviews are paid out. There's like the, the what is this advertisement that's seeing here? And then I get a 10 out of 10 for, for Last of Us. Like, how do you guys rec- reconcile that? So like the scrutiny around gaming sites like IGN, GameSpot, those types of, types of things have been like crazy since I can ever remember, even from like the magazine days. And yet for some reason, like, I didn't, like maybe you can shine some light on why do viewers, listeners, people who engage with content creators, maybe they're not necessarily like drawing the same connections to like the brand connecting with the content creator in a way that it seems to be like it, they would they would condemn IGN for, it, but it's like totally fine for like a content creator to go like here's my here's my chair sponsored by blah blah blah. Now let me recommend this chair that also kind of like right. got sponsored like. How, I don't know. It seems like a bit of a double standard, but maybe there's something I'm not really understanding with the whole relationship with content creators. No, I think it is like a double standard because, you know, because, you know, I can't speak on behalf of IGN or these other bigger outlets, right? Because, you know, they're companies and obviously they have their own sort of like way of doing things. I don't necessarily think IGN specifically is doing paid reviews. Obviously, no, I definitely that, don't either. That's yeah, definitely, yeah, I, just, just to, to be clear. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> just to clarify. Uh, but it's because I feel like 
because these outlets are backed by big companies, you know, people feel like, mm. oh, they're being paid by it. So it's this thing of like, we know that there's a big company with big dollars behind it, where it's kind of just like some people tend to really target the bigger people rather than the smaller creators. When it comes to creators specifically, I feel like it also depends on the creator, really, just because yeah. if you have a big following, you may get targeted as well, you know, not to put names or anything, but, you know, some of the big Twitch streamers that you may have or now. Yeah, good streamers. So some of them, you know, get kind of just like, oh, you received X amount of check, X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like, you know, mm -hmm. but, you know, you have small, some small content creators where it's kind of just like they're building their stuff and whatever. So I guess some people, some viewers are very supportive whenever they get like a sponsored or like an ad sort of like on their content or whatever in general, if they're doing any sponsors with them, just because, you know, it kind of shows that there's progression in terms of just like visibility for them and mm-hmm. they're growing and they want to be supportive. And it, it just depends. It depends on each creator, depends on each sort of like community, depends on each outlet. But for the most part, the bigger t- people do tend to get, uh, you know, very much called out for whether yeah. or not it's true what they're doing. It just at the end of the day, you know, people are like that. And I guess some people like to support other creators and, and see people do really well. And some people just don't out of envy. That's that's definitely something that I could I could definitely see is people like like to see the people who they support get supported by by big brands as well. I wanted to ask you about like that transition that some it's almost like when um when amateur athletes go pro, right? Where you kind of go, okay, I'm just doing this for fun and then before you know it like you could actually do something. Like what what are some of those what are some of the good things that that small creators can do as they start to maybe realize that they could make a go with this? Like what should they do? Like, I feel like so many people are just kind of, they, they want it. They, they, they have these big dreams, but they don't know like who to talk to, where to turn. They're kind of maybe thinking that somebody will just like find them and then go like, right. would you like a large check of some sort? It's like, I have this feeling that it doesn't really work that way. So for people who like, and, and I, I, I like that you and I talked about dreams today about like having dreams, being vocal about your dreams, because I think in some cases, like people can be ashamed of like, yeah, I want to make a go of it on Twitch or I want to make a go of it on, on YouTube. And, you know, you'll be surrounded by people who are going, no, you shouldn't do that. The only, you know, certain people can or should do that, but that's not, I don't, I don't agree with that. So what, for people who really want to make a go of it, like what, where should they turn? So, I mean, I'd say one start start doing content, start doing something, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's easier said than done and be like, oh, I really want to do this, but you're not really doing it. So having the initiative to really just start, figure out what you want to do. If you're really good at something, document it or just talk about it or build something off of it, you know, just sort of like think and really just, I mean, grab a notebook, jot down things that you like, things that are hobbies of yours that you're really passionate about. And hopefully you want to see that as sort of like a way of you either making something in the long term or making this sort of like a full-time job if that's what you really want, right? It all really depends on what the person wants, starting there. Secondly, just consistency with content, just because, you know, people are not going to find you if you're not being mm-hmm. consistent with content. Uh, you know, not going within, I'm not going to speak like so much on my specific type of like job or at least where I work, but like, you know, something that I always do see, it's that I find creators and this is so frustrating and I'm very happy that I'm talking to you about this because I need to very much vocally say this. I know. I, I see fi- you kind of like tweet about this every once in a while. That's more why I wanted to dive into this. A little yeah, bit. yeah. I find creators that have really great content, like excellent content. I'm like, dude, you're perfect for this. So amazing. <laughs> and then I see three things. One, you stopped publishing content six months ago. And I'm just yeah. like, like, I mean, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, we or like brands or whatever kind of just like, uh, see, so you, you 
damn, like we don't want to work with you or whatever. It's kind of just like, you know, you have to start looking in the marketing purposes of things like, you know, what happened to your content? Did you stop posting because you burnt out? Like, what was it? And can you get back into it? Just because, you know, it is hard to sort of like build sort of like, you know, again, a viewership and just the relevancy. And that's something that we look for. Like brands want to make sure that, you know, they're working with relevant creatives that can be really good public figures for them or in general, just really good partners with them. So relevancy is something that's very important. If you stop posting six months ago, it's kind of just like brands are kind of just like, oh, yeah, at that point, your channel is pretty much dead. Yeah. Work on that. Number two. How are we supposed to reach out to you if we can't find an email address or point of contact? Yeah. That's such a big thing because, again, I may find some really good channel and I'm like, oh, man, you're growing. Like, let's work together. Like, you have really great content. Like, I love your content. How the hell am I supposed to contact you? <laughs> like, yeah. And like, email over like DM or anything like that. Like that, like, because I, I don't know, because I have mine as like a like it's not it's not an email. You can't click on it. It's I've got the ats and then the dots and the columns and everything so that it doesn't get I don't know. Should I be worried about like my email getting picked up by spam bots as well? Like yeah, for my Twitter bio? I, I would put it like I mean or if you're doing Twitter, leave your DMs open. Right. If right. that's a because like sometimes for me, speaking on me, because you know, other like influencer specialists may uh, you know, just they, they may either go through the work that I do or they may not. Like if I really like you I will go through all your different social media channels to see if I can find some way of contacting you. And if you have a DM open, I'll may, I may DM you depending on how much I like your content. If mm-hmm. I was like, you really make a lot of sense for this, I will go through the work of it. If you're not doing it, like if you're just not <laughs> it, I'm not going to mm-hmm. put that work because that's mm-hmm. a lot of work. Yeah. So you have to be conscious. Like, you know, like you have to look at it both ways. Like, if you are consecrated to create content because you really love creating content and that's your sole purpose and you don't want to like build this job, whatever, and you want to do it as a hobby, that's perfectly fine for people who do want to create sort of like this job and just create sort of like either a little bit of like money here or there or whatever, or just this is what you want to do long term, then get on the business side of things, you know, Mm -hmm. put all your social medias out there. Even if it's like normal, just Twitter, Facebook, if it's Twitter, leave your DMs open in case you don't leave an email. But in case you don't have either or and you're just solely on YouTube or Twitch, put an email address on there because like there is we need to contact you. Otherwise, we can't work with you. We can't send you information. We can't tell you how much we want to pay you. Like, yeah, we just yeah. won't. And that's the other thing. And then I guess the third thing is also sort of like it depends on the content creator. It depends on the person. How brand safe are you? Mm-hmm. Um, brand safety is a big thing, you know, brands for the most part want to work. I'm not saying that they want to work with squeaky clean people, but for the most part they tend to do. Oh, but, really? yeah, but it also, you know, there is some leeway and there's some flexibility depending on the client or at least the brand. So, I mean, yeah. just try to be careful with that. Don't get into too much drama. Don't be problematic. You know, just focus on you for the most part, deal with your own problems, your own way if you want, but just, you know, keep that in mind because brands are looking at that. Like mm. they don't want to work with controversial people. They don't because yeah. that looks really bad on them for the most part. So these are my three tips, you know, put an email, be relevant, push your content, start, go do it. But also don't get into problems that you're not called for. Don't get I involved. Love it. Like how okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to listen as you say and not necessarily as you do like how how are 
in, in the content creation world, how are people supposed to avoid getting burnt out? Like, how is that even possible? And it seems like to the point of like staying relevant, you know, there's, 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 it can be very easy to go completely overboard. I think with some yeah. of that stuff, like how are you, are you seeing like this influx of burnout? Has burnout always been an issue? Like, and how are, how are content creators able to avoid that as being an issue in the long term? I feel like burnout has always been a big thing uh, just because, you know, people obviously want to be seen. People want to get their stuff out there. And some people will go hours or days going at it in the hopes that, you know, it'll build traction. And sometimes it does. And that sort of like fuels a fire to continue. And then to a point, you're kind of like tired of it because either you're getting frustrated because, you know, things are dipping. Numbers yeah. are not so the same. So that where like the burnout tends to start happening. So what I tell people is you know if you're gonna start this you know i would say like at a minimum if you're starting out like and this is obviously this is not like there's no one way or the other it's kind of just like this is how i would start it if you're creating a youtube channel publish a video once a month you know it's not a big commitment it's kind of just like you have a whole month you have 30 to 31 days if you're in february you have 29 days but you know you have ample time to think about what you want to create spend some really good time on like you know sort of like producing and creating that content and then mm -hmm. publishing it and see what works and what doesn't work based on sort of like yes the numbers and stuff you can more or less start seeing what is working and what isn't working but yeah you're always allowed to change and try things out because at the end of the day you won't know what really works if you're not trying it but i'd say take time like take a few weeks off take a few days off uh I think also with social media nowadays, you know, it's become a very toxic thing. So sometimes it's also good to kind of just like don't look at your phone, hide your apps if you need to, delete Seriously. your apps for a few days. Mm -hmm. Because that also is a big thing. You know, you see a lot of like cancel culture. You see a lot of people complaining and talking about negatively about their lives. And I'm not saying that people are not allowed to do that because everyone's able to do it. Like they have a platform, they have a voice to do it. But sometimes that could affect you internally. And sometimes. Yeah, big time it's good to disconnect sometimes it's good just to have your own thoughts and not read other people's thoughts you know like at the end of the day you want to be your own person so take some time for yourself if you're not in a good place disconnect the world will be there when you need it and just focus <laughs> yeah, on man. yourself uh yeah. and have you and just have you have you deleted twitter at all lately on your phone like i i definitely took a i don't even know what it was a couple days or at least and it was like it might it felt like a year and it definitely was not very much time that i did it but i definitely felt like it was a good thing and i've actually since moved twitter off of like the front screen of my phone like those are the types of changes uh, that i'm like i'm looking for any kind of tweaks man to just improve my social media kind of experience because it it is so it's ridiculous right now and i think yeah. part of it is content creation part of it is next gen which uh i definitely want to get into but um i want to switch gears just slightly because we've talked a lot about like making a go at it like making a like trying to make a living and trying to make money creating content how do you have any like comments on like just doing this just for fun like uh, like how do people avoid like it seems like it's not worth doing unless you're getting paid for it man like that's not the thing either like none of us started doing that's, any of this with that in mind exactly. you know exactly and i i do think that also like if you're going to this solely for money i also do think like in a weird way i do think you're thinking of it the wrong way too because i'm yeah, kind of just like you know people are not dumb like people will see through it and yep. they will call you out for it you know mm -hmm. like people people like you cannot lie to your audience like they will tell and you know if you're already thinking that way i'm kind of just like you should really like consider reconsider this times two to times three if that's really you want to do because if that's your mindset then i'm kind of just like good luck you know because yeah. it's, 
it's going to come off. But as far as like creating content because you really want to create content and because you love it and you're not thinking about the money aspect of it, then I'm like open ears, welcome, enjoy yeah, it. Like I, I think those are the most exciting people to like watch or even possibly potentially work at a later date if that's something mm-hmm. they're open to. Because there is, you know, there is a passion behind it and content, you know, you want to look at content. I'm not saying that everyone that pushes content puts the same level of effort. You know, everyone's level of effort changes and it's very different. Every person is different in terms of how they create content and how they produce content. But you can really tell when someone really worked on it really for a long time and you can see that passion and that consistency and just wanting to really do the best work that they can possibly create because that's what is in them to do, you know, because they want Mm -hmm. to be proud of their work. They're they're not there to publish something just because they want to make a few cents or a few dollars out of it. It's kind of just like, no, they're, you know, I'm focused in it. I'm creating the content because I really want to. I want to spend the most time, per, you know, that I need to spend time to create this piece of content and I'll publish it when I need to publish it. Yeah. And when it's out, you know, be comfortable with what you released. And at the end of the day, it's no longer yours. It's pretty much it's out there. It's for the world to enjoy. And that's it. Yeah, that is this. That is kind of like the craziest and scariest part about it all. And like, I remember the first time that I I actually saw somebody listening to We The Gamer cast in a movie theater. One time, like I was at the, I was out to see um, Batman the Killing Joke, and there was somebody like I think two rows in front of me, and Chelsea's like, "Isn't that like your podcast?" Like they, she could see like the logo, and it's like it basically took up until that point to re- for me to realize, even though some people would, like tweet back and things, like people listen to this stuff like in yeah. real life, and that was kind of like mind blowing, and it reminds me almost like like when a band releases like their first album. Right. Like they didn't think they're just like in their parents' garage or whoever and just like putting some stuff together. They weren't thinking about selling millions of records. They're just like, and, and right. so many times you, you, you find that that's the best album. Right. And I think yeah. a lot of people creating content can maybe look back into some of their earliest stuff and like Bobby and I creating, like if we ran Nintendo, like some of our best episodes are found within, like, I feel like some of the stuff I'm most proud of is like within that first like 10 or 12 episodes. Cause yeah. it's like, let's just do this. Who the hell even cares? And I th- I think there's 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 tangents and things to pull from that in all ways of life. Trying to remember that like first discovery of like when you first discovered Animal Crossing and what was special yeah. about like that moment when you first discovered like do you remember like the first person that you worked with the first like content creator that like you worked with and connected them with a brand or anything like that like was that that has to be special. I remember that I I don't remember I, I actually. I do remember the first big content creator that I worked with, and it was on the Twitch side of things. I can't mention this person's name just because sure. of work purposes. But I do remember being excited of being like, oh, my God, this is like the biggest content creator that I've worked to date. And they're super great, super like amazing for what they stand. You know, they have a lot of good things about them. They're very likable. It's just there's so much positivity to it that it's kind of mm-hmm. just like this is what we're needing. And like I was super excited just to even get like an agreement in place and just doing it like that but as far as like those early memories of doing things like even when i first started creating my first community you know yeah. it was kind of just like let's go back there real quick i created amiibo steel that's where i started that was my early days before sort of like doing all these crazy other shit that i do now but you know <laughs> i yeah no i remember being so happy to tell my dad hey dude i got my first hundred followers yeah like man. my I, it, it took me a month to get there and i was so happy i was like i felt like i was amazing <laughs> like i was like whoa like i was like this is it like i was like i'm done <laughs> yeah man but, but i wasn't done uh then you know one thing to led to another you know i continued growing it not necessarily because i love seeing the numbers it was kind of just like you create sort of like a bond with the people that are consuming your content and you know yeah. they're passionate about the same thing it's community 
you know, they're passionate about what you're creating because you're sort of like giving them what they want to consume. You're pretty much feeding them what they want. And in turn, it's building this passion in you to create the best content around that. Yeah. And, you know, I've felt different communities around that. I have like AC Pocket News, which is like a very, it's one of my bigger accounts. It's my biggest again, actually today. So, you know, I'm creating content based off of Animal Crossing. And it's just like, it, you really have to be passionate about it because like people will see that and they will feel for it. And, you know, for mm -hmm. the most part, you'll build this really good, wholesome community. And that's what I try to do with the communities that I build. Same thing with your content. You want to be good about it in the sense of like, you want to be passionate about it. If you're not passionate about creating the content that you're creating, then why create it? You know? Mm -hmm. Well, that, okay. So I want to touch on that for a little bit too, because as next gen is coming out, like PlayStation's doing its thing, like Xbox is doing its thing. X, uh, Nintendo, God knows what the hell they're doing. Um, but I'm finding that like, my that my passion is being tested a little bit to be honest with you and like i feel like in some ways i saw benji sales talk about this as well like where there's so much negativity that like some of the good people are going to walk away like some of the good people are just like you know what this is too much like and not in like that they're being defeated but they're like they're so good they're so like positive that they have better things to do like that they have like they know that there's that their positivity that their capabilities and everything can take them to better places than to like wallow in the in the twitterverse in the in the fanboy wars like how how can people like possibly survive this because i don't know about you but it seems like the console wars are at a fever pitch it's ridiculous right now and it's just like how can, like can we just get the new consoles and then they'll be better i'm not sure how, what i should be looking forward to at this point it's just everyone feels like they need to be better than the other person like it's this weird thing of like it's competitive it's ego and it's just like no i stand mm -hmm. for the better side or whatever so like i was looking at sort of like with the discussions that are being had like something that i do find interesting and it's funny it's funny to me because i'm just like man what if these two have to drop like release right. dates price come on like i know, I, one know. Of you, <laughs> I know one of you guys are trying to undercut the other i get it some of mm -hmm. you don't have all this time. Some one of you is releasing, you know, a fucking console now in fall. So like, you got to get yeah. with it. So yeah, like it's August, man. Like I don't know if you guys see this. Yeah. Like it's basically August right now. Like exactly. Like I'm like, what are you waiting for? Like whatever may happen, like you know, you just need to release it. Like it is what mm -hmm. it is. So I, you know, I I didn't see some. So clearing this up. I definitely saw the, you know, the Sony PlayStation 5 sort of like event where they were talking about stuff that they're releasing or things that they're working on. And I thought that was really cool and all. But I saw very little bit of like the recent Microsoft event with like Halo Infinite and all that stuff. So I do think each has their own thing. Like they both have their own thing. You know, something that I love about Microsoft is just Game Pass. Game Pass is like pro consumer AF. And the fact mm -hmm. that people can get it, Halo Infinite on Game Pass, I'm just like, dude, this is like amazing good good for you uh but as far as like sony and everything like it's just i don't know something that people are getting very upset about is just like there are no release dates for most of these things yeah. it's sort of like I, most companies nowadays are sort of like showing what they're working on either it's like very early stages of it but they're you know it's just there but it's kind of just like you gotta wait like four years for it and it's just people are getting like really upset about that so i'm not mm -hmm. sure if they're releasing these consoles too early or if they really do have a lot Ooh. of content to go with it it's, it's dude, just, I, I don't think I've heard anybody talk about that just yet. Like, is this too, or is it a year too soon? Which is odd because I remember last year at E3 thinking like there was all these announcements of, of, um, games coming out like about this time last year, just, just maybe June of last year when, when we met, um, that a bunch of games were coming out in like March. 
Like there was Cyberpunk was supposed to be out in like what February or March or something. Like Marvel yeah. Avengers was supposed to be in around that time. Like there was a bunch of games. I think Last of Us was just around there as well. But it seemed like especially like the Xbox conference, it was all spring. And yeah. I'm like, dude, they're gonna do the Switch thing. They're gonna have like late February, early March. Like we were thinking at that time that those consoles could drop at any moment. And now we're here. We are a year later, and I think you might be onto something. I'm I'm wondering like maybe. Is it is it a year too soon? They just I, Xbox and PlayStation just can't wait to get out of this generation, especially Xbox can't wait to get out of this generation <laughs> and onto the next one. So I haven't heard anybody say that yet. I think so. I I think it, it. But again, we could totally be wrong, right? Like I feel like one of the, these two companies need like one or two more events before they release this thing. So it's kind of just yeah. like all right, all right, we're done. Like okay, let's give you what you want and let's see what happens, right? Like. If it's one of those where it's kind of just like, well, this is your major title release, your launch title or whatever, and everything else is backwards compatible, but some things are in the works, it's kind of just like, then I feel like it was too early. Because it's kind yeah. of just like, you're giving us one thing, everything else is backwards compatible, and then who knows how long it'll take for other like first-party titles or big third-party titles to come to the platform. So it may be too early, but then again, who the hell knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, same thing with sort of like Sony. It's kind of just like there are big games that they talked right there. You know, Spider-Man, you know, a Ratchet and Clank, very big games. But then who knows how far into development they are? Who knows how COVID has affected the situation? Like there yeah. are a lot of factors in those where I'm kind of just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the pandemic. Right. Yeah. The, right, right, how can right, I forget? Right. Yeah. Right. The, <laughs> the worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We have kind of forgotten about that. I mean, like, I don't want to get into whatever else, like how people are acting about it, but certainly within like gaming, we haven't really been extending benefit of the doubt at all. Like really, it's like, yeah, yeah, like COVID, but like, give me like a really polished presentation. It's like, right. no, yeah, but <laughs> it's, right. this is the situation. It's very challenging. And people need to take that into consideration. And I see it a lot on the Nintendo side of things, too, where it's kind of just like a lot of people are upset with Nintendo. Oh, especially Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, and I need to check myself on that, too. So I'm glad that you said that you've mentioned in this way. I've had to have this conversation because I definitely have found myself on the, okay, Nintendo, like, and it, I, I want to separate almost like the gamer side from the podcaster side, right? So as a gamer, I'm great, man. I just bought Final Fantasy set or Final Fantasy nine on my switch. So I could play it like where I, like I'm not playing like the latest thing. And that's awesome. Yeah. As a podcaster, it's kind of like, okay, well, I guess we'll just be talking about a game that I bought. Like that's like a couple, I don't know, a decade older. I don't even know when Final Fantasy nine came out. Like it's so not current. It's not even funny. So I think a lot of the conversation comes from the fact that everybody's a content creator. Everybody's like doing Twitch or podcasting or something. And so they're projecting almost like their, their content creation voice Mm -hmm. as a gamer voice. But like as gamers, like who is actually upset right now? Like go play the backlogs. We've all got billions of games that we have. We haven't got around to. So I, as a gamer, I'm not too, not too uh, upset about any of this. Going back at that, right? Going back to the content creation side of things, some people burn out because they're like, I created all the content that I need to create out. You know, Paper Mario just came out. I'm done creating all the videos for it or I'm done doing all the live streams. Animal Crossing, I'm waiting for that August update, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just like people are kind of just like content creators. Yeah, they're burnt out. They're like, what else do I play? You know, that is relevant and still recent that will still. They like don't build. even know what to do with themselves anymore. It's like, how do I game right, <laughs> like a normal like, person? I know, they're like, well, like, exactly. They're like, what am I doing? Uh, gamers, yeah. you know, like, I feel like. Part gamers, you know, some of them will find a way to like play other games and things are still releasing, whatever. Maybe it's not first party titles, but they'll find ways of 
playing things that they haven't played or whatever. But then, you know, because of the quarantine situation, you know, there are a lot of people like what we're talking about consuming content. They want to consume something new. They just want something mm-hmm. new. It's just this need of like, I need something new just to feel really good in the moment. So, I mean, there's also sort of like that way of thinking. But as far as like development, like who knows what really is coming out this year? You know, we had that Nintendo Direct Mini. A lot of people were very upset with it because it's kind of just like these are like very either very small games that we really don't care about and then there's there's one game that like some people but a very specific niche of it really loved it so it's kind of just like you can't satisfy everyone for the most part and then you know they're really doing their best in terms of what they have you know like the smash brothers dlc that just came out like a month ago or so like they were talking about how development is really now done at home like nintendo has provided development kits for the developers to work at home so it's kind of just like how do you work around that and then you know, there are big delays in terms of how other big titles that they may have had for this year, like may have been pushed back for like later this year or if not early 2021. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in terms of Metroid and who knows where that's, uh, you know, like, it's oh, just, my God, like that will be like more closer to like what I would say, like Breath of the Wild type thing of kind of just like, yeah, it's going to be on the Switch, but also whatever Nintendo's next gen console will be if it's like Switch 2 or whatever, if it's like a pro Switch or whatever. So. Do you think that's a thing? Like, is that a thing like they will see anytime like relatively soon? Like, obviously not this holiday, but like, is that I, a, could that be March or could that be April or something like that? I feel like they need a refresh for sure. But I, yeah. when, but then again, I'm kind of just like, I don't know. See, everything delayed. I don't know. Yeah, good if point. It's even beneficial to, and then in terms of like the switch shortages, like, I mean, like in a perfect case scenario where we weren't going through quarantine, sure. But I think yeah. because of it, it's kind of just like they're already having a lot of demand for the switch in terms of shortages, in terms of just like normal standard switches. So I don't think it's in their benefit to add a new SKU and then also have to, you know, back up the other one where it's kind of just like they won't catch up. They're they good. Yeah, they're, 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 and that's the that's the funniest thing about seeing all of this is like Xbox, PlayStation battling it out like they're killing each other. Fan <laughs> like, and God knows like how their brands will survive all of this as well. Halo, just as an example, like one of the best things I think that comes out like the internet can be like great and it can be terrible. And in this way, it's like both for me. Like uh. Craig the Brute, like the, the they've named that like deadpan whatever he is like from from Halo. He looks uh. terrible. His face looks awful. He's got a name. He's got the this character so it's like it's the worst because people are tearing down the visuals but it's the best because like who names this guy craig like it's right. hilarious man so who knows like how these brands are going to come out of this as they really they 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 are, are are giving everything they've got to try and win people over and it doesn't always work out in a positive way meanwhile nintendo is saying nothing and selling out all yeah. over the place so like they may like where the pressure is really cooking playstation xbox it's and Nintendo can just kind of like glide along. They'll sell another 15 million copies of Mario Kart and they'll totally be great. And it's just like, what even is this world? Meanwhile, you said like Game Pass is like so consumer friendly. It's ridiculous. A lot of yeah. Pierce had her video all about why are we not talking about this? And it's like, I don't know. Some of these things just seem predestined. It's just, it is how it is. Nintendo will always be, it will always survive. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I mean, they, you know, they did great. They've done great in terms of just like their main main games like animal crossing mario kart you know Odyssey, zelda you know it's kind of just like you know people know of it and i feel like because of the production value that has come with the switch for these you know first party titles it is it is the switch well it's it's the switch itself yeah like the games because the production quality on the games for wii u it's like what the what happened yeah like how bad did they really fluff that for for wii u to go that far and it's like they're not even doing anything right now with the switch and it's like It'll it'll set records. It'll it may be like the second or third like most selling console of all time. 
It's just yeah. crazy, man. I love it though. Like, don't you just love games? Like, do you love? Do you, do you think we love the industry of games more than games itself? Sometimes like, <laughs> it's interesting to see how people fight about it and just sort of like discuss it. It is fun to watch because it's just like I, I don't know. See, because I've been on the internet just like with a lot of other people for such a long time, we kind of just like I, I sort of like I've known and learned how to separate myself from like the bullshit. And kind of just like it's fun to watch from afar. Like, okay, I don't so get tell me tips on that because yeah, you are definitely surviving with smiles on your face, and I'm just like, <laughs> I want to quit Twitter. I want to get out of this stuff altogether. Like, how? Teach me, man. Like, what what should people do to try and just like do you just let it, you just read it and just laugh and let go? Are you meeting yeah. people? Like, what are you doing? No, yeah, I mean, I look at it, I laugh, I'm kind of just like that was funny, and I keep going with my life. I'm like, I have better things to do. Like, I'm not gonna yeah, like exactly. stress about it. Like, I mean, if it's personal, then you know, it's a discussion that I can have privately with. With that person if they want to have it privately right. then that's cool if not you know what i'm not giving you your attention uh yeah. but it's just like i it's just don't be problematic like that's what it is like don't find problems where there isn't any problems and if there mm-hmm. is a problem and you feel a certain way then yeah sure talk about it but you know don't offend anyone and just keep going go do you like you know it's just i feel like because again i don't want to bring quarantine into like this whole thing but it's just like a lot of discussions a lot of things that are being had now are really good because people now have the time to do it and a lot of things we are seeing in our industry it's just like things are be- being brought to light and there are a lot of things that people are just having some really petty bullshit conversations where it's kind of yeah, just like man. like it's kind of just like is it really worth your time like you could go do something better man like you have a better mm-hmm. life you have good life here like don't mess this up for yourself focus on something like but don't feed off bad energy don't give off bad energy because it's going to come right back at you like, what, what are you what are the things that like you look because you kind of mentioned like you kind of saw the playstation thing you almost kind of like maybe didn't see the entirety of like the xbox thing like is that part of it to just like not completely get consumed with like when is the next thing because like maybe that's like even i just think about myself man like i wake up this is so it's sickening actually like i wake up and i go <laughs> maybe today's the day that like xbox is gonna have a thing or maybe today's the day that like nintendo is gonna say that there's a direct coming out like i really like, I, I hate to say it out loud, but I do so, like, so that maybe somebody else kind of recognizes it in themselves and says it to me that they do the same thing just to make me feel better. That would be wonderful if somebody were to do that. But, like, I roll over, uh, wake up, and I go, maybe today's the day. Like, where are you at in terms of, like, looking forward to, like, the next announcement? Like, looking forward to the next, I don't know, press conference or something? Are you not there like the like some of us are just hungering for that next thing? I'm not. Because I, you know, I shift priorities in terms of what I'm doing, you know. That sounds freedom. That sounds like freedom. Yeah. So it's great. (laughs) It's great. I can sleep sleep and be like, oh, a direct happened? What? Cool. Like, I mean, like, if I keep up with it, it's cool. If I see it, I'm like, oh, cool. I have something to look forward that week or that day. If they self-drop something, it's kind of just like, you know, it depends on the day. So I Because you don't have to comment on it. You don't have to post anything about it. Like, none of your content is contingent on, like, being up to the second on the thing. Because I learned about that. It's kind of just like, you know, like I'm no longer hungry for those quick likes or those quick, you know, easy like engagement. Like I'm just not anymore. It's kind of just like I'm sort of taking that a little bit easier work. I'm just like, look, I'm working on what I want to work because I love working on it. And if I'm making some income out of it, great. If I'm not, I'm not losing my head or anything about it. I have a day job. I'm doing really well there, too. I have other things on the side that I'm doing that are big passion projects of mine so it's kind of just like i'm focused on my life and i'm just doing that i mean you know in terms of like next gen consoles i'm very excited look i'm very like i picked up an xbox one through quarantine like i was just like dude i'm yeah, so man i'm so excited like I, i've been playing some stuff on there so it's cool and you know i'm very much 
trying to keep up with whatever I can, but I'm not stressing too much about it. If Nintendo announces a direct the next two weeks or whatever, I'm kind of just like, great, let's see what you actually have. And I'm very open ear to like what they may have. I'm no longer being like, it has to be this, this, this. It's kind of just like, I'm all ears. I no longer have to comment on it, but you know, yeah. if I can, I will. And if not, the, no worries. Okay, so everything that you've just said sounds like I need to like write this down in my like tips that I'm learning from people that I talked to on <laughs> We the Gamer Cast of like how to live a better life. Like there is there are lessons to be jotted down and to learn from and 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 implement into my own life. But for some people, I feel like just listen to every single word you said and it didn't make any sense at all. Like, what do you mean you don't need to pay attention to this stuff? What do you mean you don't need to hang on every single like <laughs> like or announcement or whatever? Like, that is so contradictory to like how we seem to be wired right now. I hope you realize that. But maybe it's just this like you seem to be almost just evolving out of that. Like it seems just <laughs> growing past it, I guess, is part of it. I feel like I did. Like, it's yeah, just, that's awesome, man. Like, it, it's cool because, like, I, I am part of this industry in a way, but it's no longer as how directly I am. Like, you'll yeah. always see me come in and out when I want to. It's because yeah. I want to. It's no longer because I need to. And I think mm-hmm. I had that big shift this year when it came to content because, you know, I was working on, you know, I see Pocket News and I was doing a crazy amount of things for the Animal Crossing community, whatever. And, you know, there are certain things that led to one to another where it's kind of just like, hold up, what the hell are you doing? sleeping at five in the morning and then yeah. you know you wake up at 10 That's in the morning insane. for work like it's just like five hours of sleep who can function with that mind you going to the gym really early in the morning it's just mm-hmm. like i was not prioritizing my health i was like yeah. why the hell am i going through all this where it's kind of just like it may be worth it in the very short term of things but in terms of long term in terms of what my personal being and what i want it's not beneficial to me whatsoever yeah like it's kind of just like refocus like what is it that you want well, you, you seem you seem good, man. Are you good? You seem very happy. You've been smiling like this entire time. Like everything you're saying to me, even whether it's deep or heavy or whatever, <laughs> it's just like still like this beautiful smile the entire time, man. Appreciate it. No, I mean, you know, I, I'm 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 going through it. I think in a very positive way. I, I think sure. I definitely yeah. have had my moments where I feel lonely as hell. You know, yeah, a lot of things have happened. Like I will, I'm not gonna bullshit you and be like I'm this perfect human being and I'm like a fucking alien and like quarantine, <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm not like, you know, yeah. I have, I have you know, that's what an alien would say. I'm just saying like, that's what an alien would say. You're like, I'm not an alien. I'm totally not an alien. I'm totally a human being. I can't confirm nor deny. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, I've had my moments, right? Like through this quarantine, it's just like, you know, life has changed. Life has definitely changed. I don't want to bring this up too much because it's already like people have feelings and weird things of like how they feel on it. But it's just like, I think it was good for me those last two, three years on just moving around and just doing that and just figuring myself out to where I feel comfortable with myself that I'm in at this place where I'm kind of just like, you know, I have my good days. I'll have my bad days, but I know how to deal with them in a very positive way. You know, it'll just get better in the next day and kind of just like, I'm thinking of it in that way where it's kind of just like, look, today sucked. Okay. Feel it. If you want to feel it, but don't hold on to it. You know, tomorrow's a new opportunity to go, kick butt and just keep going like mm-hmm. it, that's what it is and i just you know i'm no longer trying to get involved in drama if anything i've been disconnecting myself from it it's just yeah. you know i i don't want that around me because you know you want to feed off good energy you don't want to feed off negativity like no one wants to be around that and i don't want to be around that it's not healthy yeah, for anyone it's just people will unfortunately go into that and it's just i don't want to be part of that anymore Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I always love chatting with you, my friend. Uh, I could talk with you for hours and hours, and we'll definitely have to have you back on because this has been far too long since the last time that we chatted. 
Um, and I just love to just love catching up with you, man. Like you're, you're, you're good. You're good for my soul. I really appreciate your time tonight. I know it's super late. Um, so before, before we kind of close this whole thing off, uh, let them know where they can find you on the internet and all that good stuff. Perfect. Uh, don't find me at home cause I'm not going to open the door. Damn. Uh, but, <laughs> but as far as the internet's concerned, rejected, right? I'm working on me right now. I got to figure myself out. So. <laughs> I'm like, nah. But in terms of the internet, feel free to follow me on my personal Twitter account. It's twitter.com forward slash hey, Jose Ponce. I'm going to spell that out because my name is Hispanic and it's a very long way of spelling and it's very difficult. So H-E-Y-J-O-S-U-E-P-O-N-C-E. Again, that's twitter.com forward slash hey, H-E-Y-J-O-S-U-E-P-O-N-C-E. And then if you want to follow me on my Animal Crossing Twitter account, twitter.com forward slash ac pocket news so ac as in animal crossing pocket as your pocket p-o-o-p-o-c-k-e-t news n-e-w-s and i mean that's where you can check me out you know tweet at me if you want on my personal account you know we'll talk there and you know it's good it's good appreciate the time thank you man thank you for waiting. i know we have the schedule a couple weeks out but it's like boom time flies when you're having fun and we're ready to have a chat thank you so much tonight man of course thank you for having me gotta just show some love and appreciation to hoshway because like i don't know that like nobody really knows what i'm gonna ask them (laughs) and most of the time i don't really even know what i'm gonna ask anybody but we sort of just dove into some like i don't know that i think some maybe some areas that he could have maybe not wanted to talk about or not want to disclose but he really just opened the book man i really appreciate that that we could dive into some of those things about like content creation and getting into the business and getting into that side of 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 creating this stuff without him i don't know like he he Hoshway, i just appreciate your your openness man and hopefully you a grandma a listener of course if you're uh, if, <laughs> if your grandson or granddaughter introduced you to the show thank you very much for the grandson that what a, what excellent taste and thank you grandma for sticking around and listening to this whole thing yeah hopefully you'll start your youtube channel or your twitch channel at some point but perhaps your grandson or, or somebody else listening also interested in getting into content creation on that side of things partnering and and looking to give it go make it go of it i don't even know i wasn't really able to say that correctly this entire conversation but you guys know what i'm talking about really trying for it making it go why does that not sound (laughs) anyways guys hopefully you found that insightful um and there's just so much to talk about with hoshui so many things and i appreciate you guys for listening and uh also appreciate you guys on twitter for giving a little feedback on what to do with the We The GamerCast Twitter feed. I think we will be closing it down. It seemed like only a few people were like, yeah, definitely keep it. So it definitely simplifies things for me. So if you guys want to support the show, there's a couple of ways that you can do that. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Of course, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. You can rate this show on Apple Podcasts is one of the best ways to do it. Um, You can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. And if you want to get the show, not one, not two, but three days early, you can go to patreon.com slash Capri. You also get my solo AMA, Q&A, Ask Me Anything, Questions and Answers. That's what those things stand for. Get that podcast. It's called the Pants Patreon Podcast for Patrons Podcast. You get the Xbox Drive early. You get um, Cup of Joe and Nintendo early. Those are my Nintendo and Xbox podcasts, of course. But guys, this is the end of the show. And next week... I can't remember who's next week. 
<laughs> I don't even know. Nintendo Pals, I think. Somebody uh, is coming next week. Otherwise, this has been We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears. I'll be back next week. I hope you're there, too. Now it's time for Jason. We end the show with this thing from Heavy Rain, where Jason is searching for Sean. And Jason, or the other guys searching for Jason? Jason! 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 Sean! Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!